Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing Sea of Stars. Brand new game that dropped on Nintendo Switch fairly recently. And uh, I'm going to be leaning heavily into my pal, fellow Nintendo pal, Micah, for this one. But Micah, are you ready? Yep. Well, let's just jump on into it. Sea of Stars, a game that has come out recent. It's this is a is this a Square Enix title? No, I no. don't think so. It's no, some, like French, but it's got it's got like vibes of Chrono Trigger. A little bit, a little it's bit of Chrono Trigger vibes. Kind kind of what they're going for here. Some good old old school kind of RPG. So I have I have not played this game because uh, this is not my kind of game. But Micah has. So Micah, I guess the four the four things we usually cover in these reviews, we, we talk about gameplay, we talk about graphics. We don't really have a good category for this, but it's like art style and just how it looks. We talk about the music. We talk about the story. So uh, pick a category and get... Give me a rundown, yeah. man. What's, what's that first category you said? Let's go gameplay. Ga- gameplay. Gameplay. Yeah. What's gameplay the gameplay? Pretty good. What do you? I mean, it's the. What do you do? I I know this is like turn-based. RPG turn based, run around punch things, uh, but it has a little bit of like the action prompts, so you can make your attacks better by doing certain things at certain times. Kind of thousand year door style. I was gonna say this is like paper, so Paper Mario Action Command stuff. Yeah, Action Command—that's the word I was looking for. Nice, nice. So, Always a fan of that. That's real cool. And then for traveling between battles, is it just—is it like an overworld map? Um, is it random encounters? Uh, you see them. Well, they kind of have like well, they have like the overworld overworld map, and you just like move in four directions and. It's like the classic, real old school RPGs. Okay. Like running around and you see like the town, you walk up to it and enter it kind of a thing. Oh, okay. But you mostly use that to travel between places of interest. Once you're in those, you're just running around the area. I'm describing this so bad. Well, you're running around the area, but it's like, is is it more like an RPG? Think of, once again, uh, well, I mean, you can't really, Thousand Year Door. Yeah. And you're like running around the levels. Okay, so so it's like it's like pretty long open exploration once you're in the points of interest. Yeah. At least, yeah. And there's more point to, to exploring. Even in the overworld, there are a couple like hidden things to find, but there's not really too much to do. And is exploration get... like a big part of the story? pretty good part of the story oh. hmm. they have a lot of extra stuff you can do but uh, back to like you, they're not random encounters you can see the enemies so you can oh. actually get like attack them first to get a little extra damage in at the start of the battle dude this is like or so you can try and Mario. run away yeah I was like as the more I describe this the more it makes me think of Paper Mario in all the right ways yeah that's cool that's cool um 
you play as two protagonists, correct? It's like sun and moon kind of dynamic. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, one of them is Vale, not Vale, uh, Zale, Zane, Zale, Zale for sure. That's his name. And the other one looks like it's pronounced Valor, Valier, or something. But maybe it's just a weird way to spell Valerie. I don't know. Okay. I question these things. I never say these names out loud, so I don't know. Yeah, but I just read them in my mind. So true. That's like, it's like so many video game characters that you hear someone pronounce it and you go, oh, oh no. Is that how it's supposed to be said? Is it how not? You're supposed to pronounce it? Is it not Ratatat? It's Ratata? <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. Ratatat. It's like the word foliage. I had been mis I misread that word for like seven years and I always just read it as foliage. I just oh, mixed the no. two letters. Yeah. And it took me so long before I like randomly noticed one time where I'm like, wait a second. This is definitely like foliage or something. Well, it's not a word you use. Like, yeah, you, I've not... never used it in real life. <laughs> just from reading books and things. Oh, look at that foliage over there. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of foliage, how does the game look? Uh, uh, I think it looks real good. Real good. It's definitely it's the kind of pixel art style, but they got they got quite a few pixels, so you could there's still quite a bit of detail. <laughs> They've got quite a few pixels. Put that on the box. Put it on the box. That's such a quote. But not too many pixels. So it still maintains. And the thing, I mean, it's hard to describe. Like the, the background of things move in the way that you would think of in more like 8 bit art style kind of a thing. Like the grass isn't like super smooth. You can like see kind of the pixel offsettingness. It makes it sound bad, probably, but. No, no. It hits you right in the nostalgia. Well, this is the team that made uh, The Messenger. And The Messenger had a very distinct art style that was like basically Ninja Gaiden from the NES. But then it, uh, I think at some point in the game, it goes from 8 bit to like 16 bit. Is there anything like that where like art styles change? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, really? They did. They <laughs> yeah, pulled the trick again, huh? There's, I mean, I, I want to make pre, as spoiler free as I can, but there's a certain point where you're going to some place and it gets pretty wild for about 30 seconds. It's, oh. I wish I could experience it again because it was pretty cool looking, but yeah, it, it was a very different art style. That's cool. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. What a cool idea. Got a little more 3D, but, What's which is so weird. Oh. Huh. Or unexpected. I mean, also, they have like almost like anime kind of cutscenes every once in a while, which I feel like well, the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, that it like caught me off guard, but they're pretty cool. And I enjoyed them. That's cool. Although, who knows? Maybe some people might think it's kind of out of place. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, so, art style, art style good, gameplay you enjoyed. Um, how about story? Uh, the story was real good as well. It got pretty emotional for a while. Well, not necessarily. No, yeah. I mean, they it got emotional earlier than I expected when something happened. I was real sad about it. Huh. Yeah, this is the part where it's it's hard to talk about story without like getting into really, spoilers. Yeah. 
but uh and there's kind of some post game stuff that also they have like a little more extra story stuff which is pretty cool you're in the post game i thought you kind said that you i but technically i beat the game okay and then i literally just i collected some things so I'm like on the path to the true ending or whatnot, and I like just beat that boss kind of a thing, and then things came up, and I had to pause the game, and I haven't like seen the ending story cutscene for what happens with that. So what a, it's going to be different. <laughs> what a cliffhanger to leave yourself on. Hold uh, on. I was like, oh, but yeah, they got they got some pretty cool post game collectible stuff to do, but I will say if. I got a little caught up with going back to places and recollecting things when I got new abilities. And it's kind of became a little bit of a drag trekking back through these places. If you wait until practically the end of the game, uh, traversal gets a lot easier and it's a lot more enjoyable to go back and collect these things because you're not, you don't have to run through old levels as much that are kind of easy. That's a good like pro tip like, then. My, so, yeah, my so. recommendation is don't worry too much about collecting all the things good to know good to know later. i feel like that's a good thing to put at the start of a review <laughs> of a game but yeah maybe i should have said that earlier no no you're good because it's like yeah things i wish i'd known before i started we can probably add that as a section to our reviews oh yeah that would be a good idea because i i really enjoyed the game at the beginning and then i feel like i hit a teensy bit of a slump i think it's probably because i was going back and doing those things but then the story just seemed to get better, and then and then it got better again. The story, there was more story than I expected since I one of the earliest like things about the game I'd heard was like the story wasn't very good or something, or they should have hired like a full time writer person or something. But oh, I really enjoyed the story and I thought the dialogue was good. So I kind of went in with low expectations in that regard, but. It exceeded them. Uh, and I'm pretty easy going. So, uh, okay. So then, rounding things out here, uh, how's how's the music for the game? Because that was a big like marketing push for this game. They're like, we got one of the people that worked on Chrono Trigger music. You know him. I don't. I don't know him. I don't remember I don't his remember, name. Yeah. But he, it was a big deal. And I remember. I remember being like, oh yeah, that that music's good. Yeah, I really enjoy the music throughout but i mean for some reason there isn't too much that's like really memorable or like sticks with me but there's i've enjoyed all the music i think the music's really good it kind of feels like it's not it's not quite golden sun tier of music or chrono trigger tier <laughs> which is like some of the most iconic music of all time i I feel this way with a lot of modern games or like a lot of new indie, like just games coming out nowadays is the music is less memorable, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It's because yeah. we don't have a strong maybe, like melody. Maybe I don't have enough brain or to remember that these things anymore. Yeah. Well, when you're dealing with like classic games, you know, the even up through the like, SNES era games had just like really strong melodies because they were so limited in what they could do and so they become these like earworms because you it's like a very strong 
center, right? And with modern with modern games, there's just a lot more freedom with what you can do musically, and that makes people. And there's like been a very conscious design choice to make music more atmospheric, and so it's less yeah. theme based and more feeling based, and so you don't remember it. You just you remember the feelings. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. That's how I feel it's been. I mean, I, I'm no music analyst or anything like that. That's just yeah, kind no, of. I, I can definitely agree with that. Because I've, I've thought the same thing. Like, it, the songs recently just haven't felt, they don't seem as memorable yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm mostly just because you know, I'm practically an old person now. My memory's garbage. Well, Micah, I think you've talked about it. Anything else you want to hit on with this review? Uh, real good. All right, you got to give a, a g- give us a score out of ten on this. Go with a nine. Nine out of ten for Sea of Stars. There you go. Maybe a nine point two. Oh, we're doing decimals. Let's do it. But since we're not doing decimals, I'll just go with a nine. I don't know what we're doing. This is only our like third week of doing these hey, reviews. If you don't go with decimals, it's a little easier because there aren't as many options. True. That's true. That's true. Okay, we're not doing decimals. But you're going with a nine. Nine out of ten for Sea of Stars. That's from the Nintendo Pals. Official seal of approval from the Nintendo Pals. I'm just ra- roped into it. So because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't play it. Um, Thanks for thanks for playing the game, Micah, and uh, for the review. Hey, if you guys want to help us out in doing um, or and, and seeing more games reviewed for our podcast, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals, uh, where we can dip into the Patreon support to help get some of these games that we don't receive uh, review codes for like Sea of Stars. Anywho, that's where we'll wrap up the episode. Micah, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Micah Prime. And you can find me at Andros1 on Twitch and YouTube. I, I wanted to say Twitch and Prime. I, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Use your Prime game to uh, subscribe. Uh, you can also follow the show. Thank you so much to everybody who supports us today. Listen into our daily dives into all things Nintendo. We do appreciate it. And we hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Uh, bye-bye.